talk about video games, and video games in the 90s in particular, the topic of ultra-violent games always seems to come up because with games like Mortal Kombat, Postal, uh, Doom, Duke Nukem, uh, Wolfenstein, you had the, the camp of people that played these games and loved them because they were full of entertainment, but then you had the non-gamer crowd, the adults, the people that said, violent games create violent human beings, and that can lead to many controversial topics. So we thought, what better way than for us to talk about our personal evolution with video games on another exciting episode of A Cast of the Past with a brand new episode each and every Sunday. Definitely one of the more controversial uh, episodes. And thank you to Aaron the Mango and Midnight Outlaw on our Discord channel for, for the suggestion. My name is Juan Velas. I am from Puerto Rico. Joining me from Boston, Massachusetts, we have Ryan McNulty. Now, Ryan... Uh, in the 90s, let's say like 95-ish and things like that, when you thought about ultra-violent video games, what did you think about them as a kid? Well, yeah, definitely games like Mortal Kombat and Duke Nukem, as you said, came to mind. And they were really sort of a, a novelty where it was like, whoa, I've never seen this before. You know, the first video games I played were games like Mario, where sure, I guess it's technically violent, but you don't have things in terms of blood or anything like that. So definitely Mortal Kombat was probably the biggest controversial one at the time. And like I said, it was something at that age that I thought was really cool. I never tried to, you know, simulate any type of that violence in real life, but I thought it was very entertaining at that time. Are you telling me you didn't try and rip someone's head off and take their right. spine with it? What kind of light, life did you live? Apparently a pretty boring one, I guess, you know? Yeah, and uh, that lovely, sexy voice came from Keith Hamilton from London, Ontario. Now, in your case, uh, did you play a lot of more violent games as a kid? And, and when you think about those, which game comes to mind? Honestly, no, because even uh, Mortal Kombat, I played the Super Nintendo versions of them, which wasn't very bloody. I'm trying to think of when like I really came to violence in video games, and I don't think it was till the PS1. The first game of note that really comes to mind is Resident Evil 2, because on the Super Nintendo, like Mortal Kombat was kind of the big one. And I guess games like Contra kind of fall into that category, but it's not at the same time. So I missed it for the most part until the PS1 era where I found this little game called Resident Evil 2, and then everything kind of changed from there. So I think that one of the games that we can maybe use as uh, just like a, a prep tool is Doom, right? Because I think Doom brought the first-person perspective. It was the the ultra-violent game that, that's in your face, right? Some of these other games, you even mentioned Resident Evil 2, the the perspective made it made things seem less violent. But Doom, you're literally in hell, right? You get to see the character's face at the lower uh, third. So when he's about to die, he's getting all bloody. You're fighting demons. You're killing off bad guys. And you're seeing a lot of blood. Uh, some of the versions of the game had uh, green blood as opposed to red. Before that, we had Wolfenstein 3D. When you thought about Doom... Did the topic of like, wow, this game is super violent, did that come into your head as a kid? Or was it more just so, hey, it's it's a cool game and you're not really thinking too hard about the actual content of it? It was more on the cool side for me because, yeah, it was violent. Like, yeah, you're shooting people and there's like bullet holes and blood going everywhere, but... 
it was demons and like weird ball sack looking monsters that you were just <laughs> killing. It wasn't like shooting a person or anything. So I was able to kind of different differentiate the two where like, yeah, my I knew it was violent, but it was not like you knew that you weren't you weren't going to go to hell and then shoot a bunch of ball sack demons. So you can <laughs> you know be of. like, yeah, it's OK. Yeah, that I know of. You don't know what I dream about. But yeah, it was it was violent, but it was OK. As you can tell, I'm still very immature when it when it comes to things like this. You said balls. Yeah. I, I do remember, well, I didn't play Doom much, especially the first Doom, but I did play Wolfenstein. And I remember thinking the bloody face at the end was a little like, it, it freaked me out a little bit how like bloodied up he'd get. And I also remember when you played Street Fighter 2. And you really laid it into someone and you see them all like oh, that continue up. screen yeah. when you uh, they're all like bloodied up and stuff. Yeah. yeah I should I also say that I didn't really I didn't own a PC until I was like almost in my teens. So I came to those games very late. Yeah, like I only played as much Wolfenstein as like Windows 95 allowed because I'm pretty sure you <laughs> don't get the full game. You only get up to like the first boss before it, yeah, something it like that. Before, yeah. So, why do you think that as a kid, personally, I don't think I ever saw a lot of topics about this whole like controversy thing of well, video games lead to violence. So, you know, obviously, when you think about these mass shootings, that's one of the the, the easy going topics that tend to come up. But personally, you know, I did play games like Mortal Kombat. I had the Super Nintendo version, so it wasn't ultra bloody but i played a lot of pc games so games like quake doom etc so i wasn't shy of violent games you know i played later on games like resident evil uh socom so ultra violent games but that didn't make me a violent gamer uh, why do you think it was so easy for people to just poke fun at games when on the flip side you talk about movies which we talk about right you look at horror movies you look at action movies those have been there far before video games, yet video games are often a target. Why do you think that is? Honestly, I think it's because video games imagery didn't catch up to realism until like the mid 2000s. The, it almost had it going for it. The fact that the uh, the realism in video games was low. Like the only thing that really came close to that, in my opinion, was the Mortal Kombat series, where they took these uh, real people and made them into sprites. And that's when that's kind of when the topic started flaring up. And because you had things on the other side in movies like Rambo just straight mowing dudes down and looking really realistic, then you had games over there looking kind of goofy until we got to about the PS2, PS3 area uh, where it started looking very real. It was always kind of shrugged off. At least that's my opinion. Yeah, the way I look at it, um, you know, violent games, there's no evidence that we've seen, uh, you know, Forgive me, I'm not fully up to date on studies and stuff, but there hasn't been any concrete evidence that violent games would cause people to do these terrible things. At the end of the day, I think that a lot of adults who didn't understand games basically needed a scapegoat, right? They like their violent movies. They don't play video games. So let's blame it on the video games so I don't lose the thing I like and that we can get rid of the thing that they like. I, I think that's pretty much what it comes down to. If someone's not mentally well, 
they, you know, and are prone to violence, you know, could video games be a catalyst for that? Maybe, but anything else could have also been a catalyst, including movies. So it, it really comes down to we, you know, we have so many popular games and it it's not like everyone's out here shooting each other with, you know, guns all the time. Granted, we have a serious gun problem, especially in the United States. Yeah, but you shouldn't talk about that too loud. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> there is there's bigger fish to fry in in the world to handle that situation than violent video games in very my much so it always comes down to an argument that i i almost find entertaining where um the people that would blame these acts on violent video games you you never hear the question of well how did that person see that game like oh well i bought my kid grand theft auto and then he went and like punched a teacher well why'd you buy him grand theft auto uh 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 i don't know like there's always that disconnect and that's kind of where the blame lies and i've never really fully bought into it for that reason and that's the thing right there you know you bring up grand theft auto particularly 3 i think that was like the mainstream game that people went Okay, this is a thing, because before that, it was like 1993-ish with the games like Mortal Kombat, Doom, etc. around that time. But with the GTA, because it was open world, you could pick up cars, you could just do all sorts of crazy stuff. You saw so many people say, well, this kid did something in school, and before that, he played Grand Theft Auto. But I think it, that's a very short-sighted mindset, because look, the three of us have played Grand Theft Auto 3. We talked about it here, yet... We all have families, we all have jobs, we all have responsibilities. So I think to generalize, it's just this thing like uh, going back to, to music, music, like especially heavy metal, was the music of the devil back in the day, right? You look at history and it was seen as like a controversial thing, whereas now it's like it's, it's music. You know, with horror films, you had a similar thing. With action films, with uh, music, with movies introducing uh, audio and all that, I think video games was just the next thing. And because a lot of people that were part of legislation, government, it wasn't something they used, right? Like maybe they played Pong and Tetris and, you know, very old games growing up, but they became disconnected. They look at this and say, well, somebody can run over somebody in the video game. So I guess you could technically use that, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, what, what do you think about the significance of a game like GTA 3? Because I think that's the one that we can tie ourselves into, right? Like, what did you think about the reaction to that game as people that did play it? Yeah, GTA is kind of the first game that hit that level of video games got real enough that it's starting to like, oh, you can directly correlate this to real life because I'm I'm not going to sit of, here. I was going to say, ahead. it's a lot of like civilian violence, right? Yeah. Because a lot of video games before, oh, you're playing Doom, you're shooting a bunch of aliens or you play a war game. So it's like, oh, World War Two, I'm shooting Nazis or whatever. But Grand Theft Auto was when, okay, I'm going to take a car and just drive down the sidewalk and run over a bunch of pedestrians. I think that's what probably scared a lot of the public is, okay, these the things you do in this game, someone could try to reenact this in real life. And I think that's what freaked people out. But, you know, clearly, the, like Juan said, people, the people who were making these claims didn't you know they're just they're knocking something they're not familiar with and they are afraid of it because they don't understand it and i think it's also just the the evolution of games uh 
I think that there is a, a gray area. So I think a Modern Warfare 2, I think many, many gamers out there sort of know where we're going to. Uh, Call of Duty games have a lot of violence, but when Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 2 came out, even beforehand, they said, hey, the story mode is going to start with an optional mission that you can actually choose to skip. And uh, Keith, as somebody that played it, could you sort of describe the mission that I'm talking about? So yeah, it gave you this prompt of like, hey, there's going to be some very graphic stuff in this game. You can choose to not see it. Do you want to? Then you choose yes or no from there. If you do choose yes, you get this mission that's called No Russian. And the idea of it is that you are going through an airport, you as a player-controlled character. I think that's kind of one of the big things about this one. You are going through an airport and mowing down civilians to make a... Basically, to take part in a terrorist act and blame it on somebody else. But it was really one of the first times in a video game where it gave you while still scripted control of this like really graphic scene because in in a lot of cases before it you had things like the grand theft autos where yes you were doing violent things but it was a, a lot of the stuff that um people point to as the very violent things in that game they were kind of aimless where okay you're just driving and doing some bad stuff and okay but that's not part of the game they can say that as a that was a player choice this is an instance where the game was like this is what you need to do you need to mow people down in an airport you can choose not to do it even if you're in it and you'll still pass the mission but it's really like putting you in the place of a terrorist and it was very controversial at the time and honestly i look back at no russian and think it was unnecessary it's yeah, one and, of those things go ahead the, the, the thing i wanted to say quickly this is 2009 so for for the sake of context 9 11 totally happened there have been things that happened at airports so we're not talking about a hypothetical like gta 3 is new york right it's liberty city but it's new york but it, it's a fake place like this is a, a mainstream video game putting out a real scenario that people could point at and be like, wow, this is this is a lot closer to, to real life, right? And, and it doesn't mm -hmm. help that the graphics make it even more uh, real, realistic for people. So based on that, Keith, yeah, uh, keep going with your, your point about what you thought about that. Yeah, or the point that I was going to make is that I think things like that in games can be okay. But it's when they add something to the story that they're acceptable. And I think in the case of No Russian, they they literally gave you an option where you could watch the story without ever seeing the scene. So it makes you wonder, is it necessary or are they doing something that I call violence for the sake of violence? And a lot of instances, it was just violence for the sake of violence. Call of Duty has a lot of that. It was just never as notable as no Russian. Yeah, Ryan, it's interesting, though. And I, I have not, but... I've obviously heard a lot about it. I remember it being a big deal at the time. But it is also interesting because video games have the unique advantage of putting you in a situation and controlling a situation you might not, not otherwise control. And it is very interesting. And I, I think they were really smart in the way that they did this mission. First of all, giving people the option. Like, they basically covered their bases completely. So I give all the credit to them, to the developers, because... You have the option to completely skip it, 
and not never have to deal with it. But you also can just observe, you can play the mission and never, you have the choice to kill people if you want to or not kill anyone and still pass the mission. So it really puts you in this like spot of what happens is completely on you. You make it through either way. So it kind of, it just puts you in a weird perspective of like, what it is like to be in that situation of basically being a terrorist. Like you don't often ever think to find yourself in the shoes of a terrorist and you hope to never be in that situation. But it's a, that's kind of uh, the interesting power of a video game is to put you in a interesting scenario that you control that you may never be in in real life. Yeah. And I think that brings up another topic, which is, sort of the, the obsession with video games and, and the sake of graphics. Like right now, you know, we have the Xbox Series X. A lot of information came out about how many teraflops and ray tracing. And I think that, I think it's no coincidence that every game that we've sort of brought up has the, the aspect of realism. You know, you're not talking about like Mario, you're technically jumping on mushrooms and killing them, but they look cute and cuddly and the, make, the music makes you feel good. But you look at a game like Mortal Kombat, you're ripping out throats and all that stuff. Uh, with uh, Modern Warfare 2, it keeps bringing up the the sense of, I want video games to look like real life. Whereas I think movies, you know it's an act, right? You you know it's it's being acted, but with video games, you're physically holding the controller. And as Keith mentioned, with that mission, you can actually do nothing and you actually get the mission completed. So how much do you guys uh, take into account the whole aspect of the evolution of video games more so uh, from gameplay, talking about the visual. Do you think that is a contributing factor to sort of people's obsession with uh, gore and, and ultraviolence in it? Yeah, absolutely. I think as ga- you know, as they become more real, that it's going to seem as it's going to seem more like a simulation. People are going to take it that way. Um, where I, I don't think that's necessarily the goal of these developers is to try and you know, simulate violence more realistically, but it's kind of like we want to make a realistic game. So the violence also has to be realistic. Um, at the end of the day, video games, most video games, they're fun, involve some form of combat. Do they all have to be over over the top violent? No, but if you're making a game about fighting, you want it to be presentable and it doesn't always have to be realistic. You might choose a more stylistic, different way of handling it. But there are peop- there are developers that are going to want to take an approach for realism. And in that way, the violence will get more real. It's the same reason, you know, movies are doing the same thing, right? Watch a violent movie from the 70s. Watch a violent movie now. I'm sure, unless it's a stylistic choice like Tarantino or something, then they're the violence is probably going to look a lot more real in the in the modern movie than it did when the special effects weren't as good. Mm-hmm. I think just with the advancement of technology with that stuff, it creates a more it creates an instance where you just need to be more careful. And in my opinion, it creates a world where over the top is almost encouraged because if you make something a little too realistic and it's violent, I imagine you create quite the negative effect of that or a negative effect from that where you're creating something that's more uncomfortable these days 
days than anything. It's kind of like going back to violence for the sake of violence, where if you create something that's over the top and like borderline laughable, you almost get more of a pass that way. I think a great example of modern is uh, the latest Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 10, where it's just so freaking over the top. No, Mortal Kombat 11 is the latest one, I think. I can't remember. Anyway, the (laughs) The latest one. Yeah, the fatalities are just so gory and so over the top that it's almost laughable, even though there's this weird um, realization that like, wow, everything that was like made in there was like almost lovingly rendered just because of how much insane gore and detail and (laughs) that goes into the man that's stabbing the spear through the eye and watching the jawbone break that it's so over the top that it gets a pass that way. Like it's really gory and it's really violent. And it's probably, at least in my opinion, one of the most violent, uh, visuals in video games that we have at this point but nobody looks at it as this crazy over-the-top thing just because it's exactly that so let's take mortal kombat as an example i think that game uh they've definitely idolized gore right so they have like the x-ray mechanic idolizes the word yeah (laughs) where they actually like crack the, the the bones and the skulls but yet they keep on fighting when you think about that, is that something you look at that and go, oh, that is awesome. Uh, I'm okay. I can do without that. Where do you guys stand on something like that? It falls somewhere between like, oh, that's kind of weird. And Jesus Christ, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, I would say maybe when I was younger, I would have thought that was more amusing. But I think I'm past that. Juan's pulled up some you know, newer Mortal Kombat footage and it is overly excessive. And I'm, I'm just looking like, at Ryan's face and he's yeah. just like, Jeebus, man, uh, this yeah, is too I'm much. I'm just like, okay, you know what? No thanks, but I'm not going to lie. There are moments where some of the violence can be really amusing. Like you play Fallout 3 or something and you have the extra gore mode on and you throw a grenade at somebody and you just watch his limbs go in Mm -hmm. five different directions if you don't pick the bloody mess perk you are playing that game wrong (laughs) yeah so i'm not gonna lie it has its place as kind of like you know you're just having fun there's like a, a comical amusement to it or you even play a game like conquer's bad fur day and you're just seeing like squirrels get their heads blown off or whatever, but they do it in like this kind of stylistic, funny way. And I'll admit there's time and there's time and a place and there's a right balance where it can be amusing and entertaining still. But like, I'm not really into this overly excessive fatalities. Like it seems like they're doing in Mortal Kombat. So I guess it really depends on the context of the game and, and how it's done. Um, uh, that really kind of whether or not it i seem like it's justified to 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 have its place in that game mm-hmm. i think one of the uh the biggest like differentiators for me are the games that you mentioned the conquerors and the fallouts violence enhances that game it's an already good thing that's made a little better by going over the top with that stuff. Where it falls flat miserably for me is when you look at things like Postal and Manhunt, where 
them going for over the, the top violence, violence is the game. That is the game. It's just yeah. like, oh, look at how edgy we can be. We took a screwdriver and put it through an eye. We're hardcore. It's just so it's when they don't have anything behind it, when there's no substance behind this violence that they're presenting, that's kind of when it becomes very unattractive. And um, when it's trying to create this quote unquote controversy, because that's all it's got. That's when it becomes a negative. Yeah, I remember Manhunt being this really big controversial game. But in all honesty, yeah, like you're going around in this pseudo like, I, was it like a reality show or something? I don't know what the yeah. hell you're doing where you're you're just killing people. Honestly, it's not that it's not a good game. It really no, is a bad game. It's and all it had. Yeah, people made all this stink about it. It's like nobody even really likes that game. Yeah, I think uh, I was looking up some information, some information like the Saw movies, for example. The first one came out in 2004. I think with most of the stuff that we're talking about, there was this trend of like, I want to say late 90s to like mid 2000s where just because you could, you did, right? So movies could be gory because uh, the graphical effects got better. So they did. Did they need to? No, but but hey, it's an option. You know, with the PS2 and the jump to the PS3, games could look better. Therefore, hey, let's make things bloodier because that's also a way to showcase the graphics. With the racing games, right? You know, with a with a new video game console, they usually showcase racing games as like the the standard for look how great these games look. But I think another way is like Hey, look at this character's hair or when you bust a, when you bust them open you see the blood flying in there and I think it's no coincidence that we've sort of organically been talking about the fact that personally and I would love to get your feedback now 2020 I don't really care for ultra violent video games so when I'm sort of looking at the games that I'm playing it's a lot of Nintendo stuff or maybe it's some retro stuff you know Keith you brought up Resident Evil we reviewed uh, the second one last year. We talked about the remake. We're going to be playing the third one, uh, the third one, the original one this year. And what seemed ultra violent at the time, now is like, oh, that's that's cute, right? That yeah, used to be ultra violent at some point. So I think we kind of became desensitized. So now it's like, it's a, it's a fun gimmick, but very rarely do I go like, oh man, this is going to lead to some controversy, unless it's something like uh, no Russian. It's like a mission that has violence mixed with like this psychological element that can make people feel uh, pretty uncomfortable. What about you guys now in 2020? Yeah, it really comes down to if it like I don't it's all about gameplay for me. If there happens to be violence in the game, sure. But I'm more about just am I enjoying the game? You know, I started playing Dark Souls again after we talked about it in our games of the decade. And, you know, there's there's some violence in that. Obviously, there's some blood in it. But I, it's like I'm not even paying attention to that. I'm really just enjoying the gameplay aspect of it. So, you know, I you know, I enjoy a game like Cuphead where literally, you know, it's all it's done all cutesy in these graphics and there's no blood at all. And I enjoy that game just as much. So as if it fits the context of the game, but I'm more about the gameplay. Yeah, same here. 
I won't stray away from something if it's violent, but I won't actively seek it out just because of the violence. Like, in, using the example of the RE2 remake, that is a very gory and very graphic game, but because you're, it's, uh, it enhances it and almost sets the tone for it and makes it better, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's too violent. I can't play it. But just because it's violent, I'm not going to play it. Like, I still enjoy my Stardew Valleys and Pokemons of the world. But, you know, sometimes you just got to mix it up. Sometimes you just got to blow some shit up, right? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> stop stop thinking Pride Police. Start thinking PlayStation. Blow shit up. Vin Diesel, Triple X, greatest life quote ever. I don't know how to transition from that. But now <laughs> that... uh. You know, we're getting new consoles. How, what, what do you... Does, does violence in future video games... We're talking about now, do you see a future where you see violence and ultra-violence as an incentive for you to? Like, don't... For, like, forget about general opinion, talking about us. Do you see it as that? Because the obsession with video games is, hey, 4K, 8K, 60 FPS. It's like, but you need to see something on screen. Where do you think video games will go for you, whether it's something like that, ultra-realism, uh, or do you really just not care for that element and you want the, the new horsepower to go for, for something different? Yeah, for myself, gameplay will trump visuals every single time. So if something plays really fun and it's violent along the way, that's okay with me. If I'm playing a new Doom game and I have a shotgun that takes off eight people's head and it's fun doing it, I'm not going to stray away from it. But if something needs to be fun. If it's just violence for the sake of violence, I think it's only going to get worse with as consoles get nicer and the visuals get like more impressive with your 8Ks and your 42Ks. It's only going to uh, make the uh, make the examples that are going to exist of just nonsensical violence. They're going to be more um, they're going to be more exposed. They're going to be more noticeable. Uh, but as long as you have something behind it, as long as you have some good gameplay behind it, I think it'll be a okay. Yeah, I'm all about the gameplay. I mean, I'm still playing. I'm playing Classic WoW. It's a game from 2004. You think I care about graphics if I'm, if I'm playing a game like that? It really comes down to, hey, if it's a cool concept and fun gameplay, I'm willing to try it out. If the graphics are great, all the better. But it's, mm -hmm. it's not my main concern. Yeah, like, don't try to be edgy with it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Or I don't like it when it tries to be edgy. I think it's going to be very challenging for developers because... The the concluding uh, point, I guess, is that video games are just a thing now. Video games are officially just a part of culture. So like in the 90s, it was, oh, the geeks, they're the ones that play video games. But now you look at celebrities playing games. So whereas with GTA 3, San Andreas, I remember a lot of people would be like, wow, San Andreas. Now it's like, look, everybody's playing GTA. Look at GTA Online. So it's become such a normal thing that people just kind of blend all the games together, right? And I think the challenge for developers is you, you look at the, the, the Xbox Series X. Microsoft has already said, look, for the next generation, we're kind of just looking to support stuff because I don't think people are becoming so obsessed. Like Gears of War, you had guns with freaking chainsaws, right? Yeah. You literally soak people <laughs> off with your damn guns. And back then, that was a huge deal. Now you look at that, it's like, ah, right, that's cool. 
not not really the incentive that I'm looking for. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's already happened. And when you put a chainsaw in your gun, Ryan, is there any way we can like where do we go is from? Is there that? any coming back? Is there where do you yeah? <laughs> Chains I mean someone will find something. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. Someone what if will you find have something. a chainsaw with a pistol at the end of it instead? Yeah, I mean, I'll put it this way, right? If you want to talk about people who are showing, you know, extra anger behavior because of video games, it's not because of the violence. It's because you drew the wrong card in Hearthstone. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, when people get angry at video games, you notice when people freak out about video games, it generally has nothing to do with the violence. It's usually just frustration, right? Noobs. You, you were playing a competitive game and you lost that that the same thing that angers any competitor or you know anyone trying to achieve a goal when you get really close and then something screws you over you get mad so if you want to blame video games for frustrating people every once in a while you might have a point there but is the violence translating into anything not that i've seen it's a good point yeah I think that we just got to consider that some video games get re- really competitive. Like uh, yesterday, I played Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. I played the online on PS3. It's a first-person shooter, but the guy was the just... servers I, I are still going for that? The servers are still going. And people are, hundreds of people are still playing. Um, do not turn on the voice chat. Jeebus, people. There are some really, really crappy human beings out there. And I think that the competitive nature of video games is what really pulls out the violence people. Not so much the actual content of the games, but people that are sore losers, have poor self-control. So uh, I'm happy that we got a chance to talk about this topic of ultra-violent video games. Uh, obviously, we could bring up other games like Duke Nukem, uh, the evolution of the Dune games, you know, old games that came back and they have a new fresh coat of paint. So if there's anything in particular anybody would love us to talk about at some point, please uh, check out our Discord, acastofthepast.com slash Discord. Once again, uh, thank you to uh, Aaron, the Mango, and Midnight Outlaw for the suggestions. Keith, if people want to make you happy, what is the best way that they can make that happen? Well, they can check us out on YouTube if you're listening to the audio version, or maybe if you're uh, checking out the video version, check us out on uh, Spotify. Have us have a listen. Maybe I listen to us in your car. Yeah, you got the mix up. <laughs> okay, well, take what I do yeah. or take what I said and do the opposite. And if you'd like to talk to me directly... I'm on Discord constantly. I'm constantly looking at that thing. It's the only platform that I still have notifications on for. Twitter, I want nothing to do with it. Facebook, nothing to do with it. Discord, Discord's where it's at. Ryan, if they want to make you happy, how can they make that happen? They can uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the the podcast feed, whichever one you're, uh, you happen to listen to. Also... If you can, on the podcast feed or even on Facebook, leave a five-star review. That really yeah. actually goes a long way and making our improving our SEO, make us more search relevant so people yeah. can find us easier. Uh, and uh, yeah, join the Discord. Get in the, get in the conversation. It's a good time. Yeah, it's some the good best way to communicate and get we feedback. Do. This topic was a result of feedback in the Discord. So there you go. Also, I th- what I love I about the Discord. One more thing that makes me happy. 
Oh, you ever okay. seen that YouTube video of that guy that gets like a sick kill in Modern Warfare 2 and he's like, Mom, get the camera. That makes me happy. He was Everybody so should go watch that. It's a good also, video. For for the Discord, my favorite thing about it, it's just become a thing to update. Hey, check out what I've been eating. The, mm-hmm. the food sub uh, sub uh, channel has been That food super topic awesome. is off the chain and it makes me so hungry and happy every time. Tacos. You know exactly who I'm talking about. So up until next time, this has been another exciting episode of a cast to the past. I'm going to post that video in our Discord. It's so good. Get the camera. Make it happen. Ooh, baby, a triple. (laughs) 